Tonight, the little man with the huge personality. We pay tribute to Lou Richards. Where does the NRL draw the line in a weekend of drug scandals? Two-hour marathon to give Sydney FC the championship and push die-hard victory fans over the edge. Giants enforcer Shane Mumford is our special guest. All the highs and low blows of the week in sport. It's the back page line. What a win for Australia. So much sport, so little time. They continue to speak before they think. I'll be about as relaxed as Jeff Fennick in a spelling bee. It'll cost him his job. All about the fans and what brings kids back. One of Australia's biggest rivalries. Sport doesn't stop and neither do we. It was a fish. It was a musical. What do you think it was? It was a fish. It was a flathead. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a bit Tommy Ruff. To yeah, it was very Tommy Ruff. Hello and welcome, everyone. You've interrupted us, obviously, mid-show. Great to have your company as we get amongst the issues of the week with Kelly Underwood and Robert Craddy. It was a fish, it was Kel. A fish. Amazing footage. Got plenty more where that came from. With Ryan Fitzgerald and Adam Spencer. Hello, oh, gentlemen. Oh, oh, that was your fish. That was your fish. Okay, move on. Let's begin. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> with the quintessential knockabout Aussie, Lou Richards, the AFL and media legend who died yesterday at the age of 94. He was everyone's favourite funny uncle, wasn't he? Absolutely. I mean, footy is entertainment these days, Tony, but I don't think it was always the case. And he was one of the true pioneers that turned footy into entertainment, a real true character. It sort of made me sit back and think about who are the real true characters that have recently retired these days. Yep. And maybe it's not the same as the old days uh, like it was with Lou, but... Um, such an impact on so many generations and so many genres when you look at, you know, the, the fact that he, the impact that he had at Collingwood but also then the entertainment industry. So, um, you know, and he was a football commentator, a ball-by-ball -ball commentator. He coined Absolutely. some of the all-time famous AFL phrases like the collie wobbles and some great nicknames. Flying doormat, yeah. That's it. Yeah. But he could play footy at him. Well, that was the thing. Some of the younger viewers who would have known him as that larrikin and the, and the, and the mouth for hire might not remember. He was an exceptionally good football player. Premiership three-year club captain of Collingwood when they were good. He was a gun player. 250 games for Collingwood. Before he went on to have quite an amazing career outside of that. He was one of the few Collingwood people that you actually like. <laughs> <laughs> he was. And, and you know what? For me, uh, you know, he revolutionised the, the media landscape with our beloved game of footy. And it was on the... We you know what? On the weekend... I went down to Port Nalunga, my old suburban club, for our 20-year premiership reunion, and you meet... I remember we were in the shed down there, Adam, and, you know, they put beers on, and you're watching the game, and you're getting stuck into it, and people are, you know, getting stuck into you in the mm. background. And when Lou died uh, a couple of days ago, it just reminded me that there's a Lou Richards at every football club. You know what I mean? Just that guy in the background who's having a crack at someone else and making everybody laugh, and you need those characters in the yeah. game. It wasn't just that kind of knockabout humour. Uh, Richard was passionate and ready for a fight and to defend his turf. Uh, often it was the media. Even if that was against the legend Ron Barassi on a little show from 1976 called Club Corner. I think too many Australians know a bit of the rubbish that's uh, printed and said and they don't say anything because the press have the power. Well, it's just not fair. You want to make a fool of yourself, that's your business. Yeah. You work for us, pal. It's your part of your livelihood too. You're doing pretty well out of it on television, on the newspapers. So what can you expect? If you're one of them, you can't knock them. Why not? Well, you get in your column and you write about people and tell them what's going on. I'll tell you what, I, I try to print what is exactly well, the truth as far as I see That fellow might have printed that as he saw it. <laughs> Don't you love that? Nothing's well, changed. I'll tell you what, 41 years old and timeless, really. Yeah. Any modern footy show could look at that and learn from it in that 
it's rough and raw and it's real. It's mm. not about statistics, about entries in forward 50s yeah. or something. It's humanity. And to stand up to the great Ron Barassi, if you don't mind, I mean, that it, it says everything about Lou's status. And doesn't a, it? a true media it? man as well, wasn't he? He was defending yeah. his turf. Yeah. Worth it all just to see how awkward T-shirt Tommy Hafey was. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Very awkward. He didn't like it at all. Uh, it's a, it's yeah. a sad loss. 94, though. Uh, amazing, as we said, career both on the footy field and beyond. Lou Richards. All right, Sydney FC are the A-League champions. After dominating all year, any other result really would have been wrong. But Melbourne Victories, they nearly did that job, didn't they? They took it to the finals, uh, to the penalty shootout. Danny Vukovic, amazing save. Sets up the chance for Milos Nukovic, of course, had been player of the year puts it away. I know you were there, Adam Spencer. Amazing night, incredible crowd. Melbourne get the early goal and then really try and just break it up, stop the game whenever they can. Really frustrating. Sydney get back into it, get the equaliser. Melbourne's so close, hitting a post in extra time. And then and the great thing was because Ninkovic all night, every time he got the ball was fouled. He must have been fouled 20 times that night. Mm. And the irony was pretty much the only time of the night he got a free kick of the ball without someone trying to trip him. Mm. He wins the A-League grand final for him. Beautiful penalty. Oh, great. I don't reckon there's ever a time as a supporter where you haven't complained about the refs or the umpires. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, refs, the refs are all right on the night. It was a great game of football. Melbourne fans, mm. only about a thousand of them, they were going wild. The cove was going crazy. Yeah. It was a great night for football. Do you think it settles all this debate about why Australia has to have a grand final? Not like this first past the post, the overseas, we always debate it, don't you? But it's that thunderclap the competition needs, isn't it? You know. Yeah, at the same time, you were one inch of woodwork away from a team that's clearly been the most dominant all season, missing yeah. out of grand... A lot of teams would say the regular season comp counts for more than a one-off grand final, but the way it's structured, the yeah. grand final is always going to have the status. There were great stories all around. Danny Vukovic, who we saw, that save was wonderful, but his off-field story, Kel, this year has been quite amazing. Absolutely. I mean, um, they played for Melbourne Victory last mm. summer and they granted him leave, personal reasons to return to his uh, friends and family in Sydney because his little son was in a real battle in the early stages of his life. And, um, I mean, these are great scenes after. I love the way Sydney FC celebrated with their family and particularly, obviously, this touching moment. But, you know, for players, they make such a huge commitment throughout an entire season and it impacts on every family member. So And Vukovic has lost three A-League grand finals, yeah. had that one where he touched the referee and got done and all that, and then finally comes back and pulls off a great save to win. Yeah, I, I don't want to believe, though, that he knew where the Melbourne Victory boys were going to kick for the penalties, because I would be disappointed if they didn't think about different tactics. Well, or Musket must have said a word to them. Well, they yeah. were teammates, I mean, a year ago, so he said he knew pretty much where He's... they were going to go, and he was he was using an assistant coach as well, who right. was giving him the signals Brilliant. to say left or right. But Risha didn't have a penalty shot. Spence. He would have been listed as five for Melbourne. Normally what happens is the team nominates an order right? and you have to stick to that. So you can't suddenly say, we've missed one, let's put this guy up. Oh. Barisha's there as your closer. It's interesting with penalties. Normally what happens is an assistant coach will go round during that minute after full time and go, mm. who wants to take one? So you've got a notional best five, but unless someone says, yeah, I'm on... Barisha's might... looking at the ground. Yeah, yeah well, Bo Bo Bobo came off injured. Bobo would have been one of the five. It, it, it's very fluid. Someone puts their hand up, but once you've submitted your list... You can't, if you miss one, go, oh, OK, right. panic stations, you go up now, I'll drop oh, back yes, to five. Right. Well, Bessart Barisha did, of course, get the score a goal, mm. as he has done all year. He's been amazing. We knew it was going to be a tough night for uh, Sydney FC. And this is just a terrific goal under any circumstances, mm. let alone in a grand final. Bang. Just turns around and boom. 
He's great. He's uh, he's been amazing this season, Bessart Barisha. Oh, this was this was every like Adam said. This night was everything that you want in a final. Oh, it went the man. full distance and had all the characters, the, the big names step yeah. up. The man who was there before, David Carney, who's come on the mm. old bloke and lit it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lit it up. There's Graham Arnold, who was just... He just looked relaxed all night. As long as everyone has fun, who cares? Seriously, those two coaches, what great ambassadors mm. for the sport. We had Arnie in here the other week. They're so passionate. I absolutely love Has he them. calmed down a bit, Arnie? He seems to have, hasn't he? Well, he's lost his voice today. Yeah. I think there would have been a lot of people happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> they needn't have actually struggled through the 120 20 minutes. They should have just listened to Timmy Cahill. Now, I don't know if you saw this. This is in the pre-match talking about the game. He basically told us exactly what would happen. Have a listen to what he had to say. I'm going to go for uh, a draw and I think it's uh, going to go to penalties. I think Sydney are going to take it and it's going to be Vukovic. Uh, yeah, well, okay. me. Wow! <laughs> Tim Cahill. Did he record that after the game? <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> you had a little bit of concern, though, Kel, for uh, Alex Wilkinson. Oh, I'm going to probably sound like a nana, Tony, in okay. saying this, but I, I did sit back and enjoy the entire grand final, but I was slightly stunned that Alex Wilkinson, he was almost KO'd in this incident um, with his teammate Vukovic, a left elbow to his face, and he, you see him fall down here, and he's clearly in a spot of bother. He eventually gets up. He goes to the sidelines, and I was thinking, you know, because I don't know the rules completely, yeah. you know, but this is... There he is. He goes right. straight back on, he continues to play, and he misses the penalty <laughs> oh, shootout. And my concern isn't that he's missed, missed the penalty there. My concern was for his well-being, because I'm thinking, what other code in the well, world... Well, no, they had, they had the concussion test. You heard it, saw them asking, you know, how many grand finals have you lost? Three. <laughs> <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> am, I, am I being a bit of... I mean, in uh, AFL, hey. he probably didn't come back on. In league, do they no, come back on? He wouldn't have, but how do you tell with a soccer player? Oh. Unless you can read his obituary in the Adelaide Advertiser, I, I, I just can't fathom who's injured and who's not. In all honesty, mm. I just can't work it out. Because so guys go down, they're theatrical. That's right up with there. You get a point for missing in mm. AFL <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's not fair. All right, Milos Nikovic did the old leap over the fence into the crowd for his celebration. Uh, which was sensational. But this bloke uh, tried a very different approach uh, to the fence after he scored a goal. Watch him go and... I'm sure he's aware there's a fence there, Kel. Down well, I go. Did his coach ask him to work on his offence? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. That, that was obviously strange. Uh, this, though, is just plain weird. Remember this guy, he'd also scored a goal, goes past his teammates and... Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> the sign saying do not headbutt here, but uh, there he goes. Well played. And he gets oh, the red card. He gets the red card. Some linesmen uh, love to stick their flag up and get seen on the telly, as you would. This bloke from the uh, Scottish Premier League had an entirely different imperative. Look, he's uh, called the, the referee over there and, well, there I go. Oh, oh, <laughs> the night before, oh, oh, <laughs> she comes and, of course, he gets the red absolutely. card. <laughs> yeah. That's a penalty for eating a dodgy curry the night before. <laughs> exactly. All right, look, you've got to love a passionate coach or manager. Uh, uh, maybe former Arsenal defender uh, Nelson Vivas took it a, a little too far. He's arguing with officials about a penalty call. Didn't come his way for his team in Argentina. Oh, 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 oh
if I had a rig like that, you yeah. would struggle yeah. with shirt off. Well, he's, he's been unsuccessful as a coach, but his uh, his bookings for hens nights have gone through. <laughs> right. Well, as it turns out, and bucks nights, because I do like this uh, version of it as well. This is the shirt rip we can see from a different angle as he turns around and. There <laughs> Oh, did I do that? No. What did I do? Oh gosh, I don't know what you want to do. Everyone learned Tuesday. Oh, I, I occupy my time. Don't you worry about me. It was a fish. Everyone loves a good a nutmeg, uh, but this fella, honestly, taking it to the streets. This is just brilliant. Off he goes and whoop through oh. through the legs. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is very good. The casual one there. It pushes forward a little bit yeah. and down he goes. Oh. This one is just ridiculous. Uh, and back oh. through. Do you believe this crash? Took, took no, that's photoshopped. <laughs> it's taken them three years to film that. I <laughs> the, uh, the phrase nutmeg actually came from the British-American trade wars of the 1700s, where nutmeg was so valuable that you would smuggle fake nutmegs to people to save money. And if they were silly enough to buy fake nutmegs for you, you'd solve them rubbish. And hence oh. the phrase nutmeg. Not funny, but informative. <laughs> <laughs> Budget night? Yes. <laughs> Which is worse, this or the budget? That's going on. Yeah. <laughs> All those years of having your play lunch money stolen has worked out for you. I love the point. <laughs> the Daily Telegraph managed to celebrate both the Sydney FC grand final win and the NRL drug dramas in the one back page. Look, whoop, there is oh, Beautiful, beautiful work. Oh, it's oh. been a tough old time, hasn't it, for the NRL over the weekend. There it was, representative round. So much look forward to a great test match on the Friday night we were looking forward to, city, country and so on and so forth. And suddenly we are looking at a very ugly off-field situation crash. Yes, Tony, and every player who, who you speak to privately will say the tentacles run very deep. This yep. is a major, major story for the game. And I think what's really shocked League is the status of the people involved. I mean, mm. Kevin Proctor Leaders. from the Gold Coast was brought there as a senior citizen to, uh, in the wake of the wait for it cocaine crisis, yep. and he's been in trouble. Jesse Bromwich, a couple of days before he was nabbed, was out with Cameron Smith talking about why players deserve a better deal, a statesman speaking out for, for the collective bargaining agreement. And, I mean, you know, it has rocked the game. These are, and then to have clubs say, we need more assistance for these players in rep camps, are you serious? Right, They're so got, leaders got, of the game. We've got Sharks chairman, obviously, Damon Keogh as well. He's facing those charges of possession uh, of that other substance. The two, two Kiwi boys. Now, Melbourne has, has stood Jesse Bromwich down yeah. uh, for two games. Yep. But David Kidwell, the New Zealand coach, has now said, of course, they're out of the leadership group. In fact, they're not going to play in the World Cup. You add, do the ads, uh, additions. They, they've both lost, what, $120,000, $130,000. Uh, the penalties done moved quickly in Melbourne, at least. I know yep. Titans are still working on uh, Kevin's. Is it the right thing? Have they done enough, gone hard enough? Well, I, I think applaud New Zealand for what they've done and the way that their coach came out and spoke and he was clearly shattered uh, and the fact that they've been kicked out of the World Cup. I mean, we're not talking about one or two games here, are we? We're talking over a couple of weeks and something that probably means to, uh, a bit to these players. I think when this always happens, let's not forget, it's illegal what they're doing, so they're mm -hmm. breaking the law. Yep. Um, when the law deals with them, it's obviously... It's not usually a big penalty and so these players clearly think they can get away with it, otherwise why would they do it, but they rarely pay a big individual price. So they might get fined or, you know, they might miss one club game. But for New Zealand to do that yeah. and, and kick them out of representing, you know, their nation, surely 
that that's you know take, someone's got to take a big stance here. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, look, people saying, "Oh, good on Melbourne for suspending Bromwich for a couple of games," but you get that for a high tackle two games. Yeah. I mean, big deal. Players just aren't scared enough. This multiple strike policy where you first strike if you're caught in the NRL system... If you're caught. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't get penalised. That doesn't scare players no. enough. They have to be completely terrified about the prospect of being caught. And, Kel, you know, it's just so sad because, uh, you know, you've got a theory about AFL, don't you? And when those two young players were caught, that that sent ripples through the yeah. AFL. Yeah, oh, I just made the point to you earlier that in the AFL, obviously, you know... Touch wood, there hasn't been an issue like this this year. Uh, you never know what's around the corner, but you might remember a couple of years ago the two Collingwood players who put their hand up and admitted to taking cocaine, but it was laced with a performance-enhancing drug, and as a result, they copped two years. I think that scares all the players mm -hmm. more so yeah. than threats yep. of strikes or threats of fines or maybe missing a game or two or even having your face splashed across the front page yeah, of the indeed. paper. Uh, all right. Well, D Damien Key, of course, he stood down as chairman of the Sharks. He was clearly emotional when he faced the media yesterday. It's obviously been a very distressing time, um, personally, from family, and uh, just been bunkering down and trying to, trying to register things. I've had great support uh, from my family. Do you have a drug problem? No, I don't. I think people who know me know that this isn't me. It's not what I'm about. Maybe you should have lost the glasses. It was a bit Miami oh, yeah. Was that a mea culpa or an audition for Underbelly 5? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. the Sunnies <laughs> were a really bad look. I mean, all that does is reinforce look, I think questions he was emotional. about your credibility. But, but, but well, be emotional. Right. Exactly. Show that you're Take emotional. All the barriers be apologetic. Away. Correct. Yeah. I, I agree. But, uh, I like Damien Keogh. I still think Damien Keogh is the right man for the Sharks. Oh, is that oh right? Tony. He's still at Hoyts. Is there a different... At the moment. He's done a great job. You can't have someone who is allegedly doing that sort of activity, who is then suspending a player for doing that sort of action and being a leader saying, no, this, you can't do it, but while I'll go off and do it. He was the chairman, who, the guy who they brought in to, to whipple the other chairman into line and, you know, he was a huge figure in the game, so well respected, but he can't go back to it, Tony. All right, confirmation today that Kieran Foran will leave the Warriors at season's end to head, of course, to the Bulldogs. Here's what he had to say today. It couldn't come before my two children. Um, I had to put them first and uh, the opportunity to move back to Sydney, um, be closer to them, um, be, be, be a big, bigger, bigger part of their life um, was, was too big in the end. It's a pity that happens. It's pity, sorry, it's a pity that it happens now because his, his accent was just starting to morph into a New Zealand yeah, accent. Exactly. Just, just long enough that I couldn't really understand what he was saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's holding his teammates spellbound. They weren't moving at all, weren't they? <laughs> Who had the headline for, um, for Crash in tomorrow's career mark? Someone have a headline for tomorrow? Once we're worried? That's the one we were going to use. Yeah, I, I think that the uh, you know Kieran Foran. That's no uh, surprise for any of us that he is doing that. I mean, the Bulldogs look great, but the whole family thing is that you know it is uh, fairly deep into what's gone on for him to bring that out, isn't it? He's been a very troubled soul, hasn't he? And you know, speaks a reasonably good game. Yeah. He's always been well educated and articulate, but you always worry with him what's happening beneath the surface because. He has had one of the most volatile existence mm. of any rugby league player in the last 20 years. Has he got it sorted out? Well, it, it, the, the jury's very much out on that, but he is going to a club which should look after him. Kangaroos are brilliant beating the Kiwis, uh, clearly determined to make Cam Smith's 50th test a winning one. Their first half was they were just on fire. There's Josh Dugan oh, uh, flying point. through the air, doing a great job. And Jonathan Thurston got better and better as that game went on. They only had two training sessions together. You'd swear they were together for about two years. And I think... 
you know, Mal Meninga is a very underestimated coach. He's still yep. yet to lose as a Kangaroos coach. He bonds team well, and he reckons if they get on well, they play well together. Like, it's not rocket science, but it just sort of works. And I've got to say this, the Kiwis were awful. And what's the uh, out of that, though? Jonathan Thurston, the rotator cuff in his shoulder. Uh, how is he going to be for State of Origin? Oh, he's such a tough old warrior, isn't he? 36 hey, Origins in a row and has oh. an incredible ability to uh, endure pain. Some people think it's his most underestimated quality, like he gets everything thrown at him every game, he gets ragged, oh, look at this. But he's desperate to play, he can play with pain, he's a good healer. But man, oh man, a dodgy shoulder in a state of origin, you will get targeted and brutally worked over. So he'll be given up to the last minute to play. All right, I mean, he doesn't need surgery, that is the good news. Look, there are, there are hundreds hundreds of thousands of people playing rugby league in Australia and New Zealand for thousands of clubs. Of all those clubs, of all those people in Canberra on Friday night, two blokes from Georgia Lawara run head first. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Packer fracturing Josh Dugan's cheekbone. How can there be a god? Sorry, Dad. <laughs> can there be a god? These are and your you, beloved Dragons oh, boys, aren't they? You're going to be losing Packer at the end of the year, aren't you, Tony? Uh, well, Could be going well, to West Tigers. Yeah, you may well. We don't know that that is going to happen. <laughs> he might do. Uh, very unlucky. All right, it takes a lot to shock Andrew Johns. Uh, David Gower managed it with this on-field interview during the City Country game. The highlight of my career to date so far, so really fucking hoping we get the cash. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh. No, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> you already did comment. Come on, it's not. It's not you. We've been throwing f bombs at another David Gower for years. <laughs> 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 England. I like Andrew Johnson's reactions. If say, oh, thank God, this time it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> Want to hey. to the airport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can almost see Joey raising her glass and thinking, oh. <laughs> if, well, if anybody in your office AFL footy tipping competition uh, has tipped around, well, it's fair to say they know nothing about the game. <laughs> upset after upset after upset. Like this first quarter, the kangaroos absolutely pumping oh, your crows. It was upset city, wasn't it? It was extraordinary, Tony, this weekend, and it was brilliant all at the one time. And all the teams that won... Mm -hmm. beat the team that was higher than them on the ladder. It's Amazing. the first time that that has happened in first, decades. First time in the AFL ever, AFL, VFL, that the entire top five have lost. Wow. It's That's a good start. Yeah. Well done, Spence. No time, on fire. It's, um, you know what? <laughs> when your team is going so well and they're six zip and everyone's talking about them and your percentage is on fire... That's when your footy guide just comes down and gives you a good swift kick in the guts, isn't it? Like, it just, it's amazing how things can change in a week. It's very even now. Oh, absolutely. Anybody, as we saw, can beat anybody. Now, Australian cricket coach Darren Lehman was in the coach's box in Hobart for that trip. He, he loves his crows. Oh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> you just come along to see how it works. Why did I, why did I pick this guy? <laughs> yeah. now, Tony, he's in Hobart. Yes, him. The last time he was in Hobart, Crash, uh -huh. yeah, what happened? When South Africa completely and utterly destroyed him and sent Australia into crisis mode. He'll never step foot in that place He'll again. He'll never go to Tassie ever again. He's on a bit of a roll, Darren Lemmy, because he did that. He did the Hobart test, brought him yeah. lost in the Adelaide game there. Uh, tonight, he's helping Scott Morrison deliver the budget. <laughs> And, and just a week ago, a week ago, he was called in to give a motivational talk at the Age newspaper. <laughs> and I hear it when it really, really touched some points. It's good. Uh, 
I'm sick of talking about drugs in sport. Uh, you don't need them. Yeah, just get high on life, uh, like this St Kilda fan. I just love him. Yes, having a little bit of a Friday dance. Friday night, yeah. tough week at work. Go to the footy and your team's winning. How good is yeah. that? Seriously. Yeah. Oh, How's that from a guy whose club hasn't won since, what was it, 1960? Yeah. Oh, no. 66. Good on him. Barry Breen. Oh, Keep yeah. the faith. All right, forget about uh, where they are on the table. How much fun is it to be at the ground when Buddy Franklin yep. is on Oh, oh you want to talk about the Swans? Yeah. Look at that. Everywhere he goes in the city just has that thing above him. L3. <laughs> Look at this. Fitzy, have you ever kicked one from there? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that was an amazing effort. For a guy at top pace, to um, he's so agile, this bloke. His skills are unbelievable. He's, you know what? You don't have to be a Swans fan. To, when Buddy's on song, it's just a great game to watch, isn't it? And, and I could just sense the tremor of terror uh -huh. that reverberated through the AFL when the Swans said, oh. we are back, baby. <laughs> Put you your glasses what? down. I, imagine if someone from America is watching the show for the first time, they say, oh, these Swans must be on top of the ladder, are they, the way <laughs> the treatment here? No, uh, just to point out, they're one and six. Oh, yeah, one and six. Trash. They're, they're on top of the ladder where how I hang my ladder on the fridge, just upside down. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very, very... What about Paul Ruse, former Swans coach during the week, spent saying uh, about Buddy that it has been problematic. It's led to a, a, a problem with the depth in the club. Yeah, it's a theory that's been touted before. Paul Roos, <clears> former <throat> club coach, yep. you know, beloved you know, hero of the club, winning that premiership, of course, comes out and says this. Buddy kicks eight goals on the weekend. I love it, Roosy. This week I want you to blame Buddy for Sydney housing prices. <laughs> and uh, the week after that, it's got, you know, the, the conflict in the Gulf. Anything you want. Yeah. Put it all on Buddy. The Azaria Chamberlain. Blame it on Buddy. <laughs> buddy took my baby. I don't care. One or You're looking good. He poked the bear, didn't yeah. he? He oh, just yeah. knew he was going oh, to arrive. Yeah. Shane Munson will sense. join us uh, later in the show. We'll have a chat with him perhaps about that crash. All right, the Bulldogs continue to show their class with the comeback win over Richmond. But the story out of the game was the dud delivered out of bounds call that robbed the Tigers just of that last minute shot of having a crack. Uh, this isn't a deliberate out of bounds, surely. Last minute of the game, this is um, Jaden Short. So they, I understand what they're trying to do with this rule, Tony. They're trying to keep it fast, you know, quick movement, don't, you know, stoppage after stoppage, but it's starting to get ridiculous. I don't think it's the umpire's fault. No. I think that, you know, they're interpreting what they're being told from the AFL, but... There's, I mean, there was a moment in that game where Dustin Martin was in the centre of the ground and just kicked it, and it just happened to bounce like that and like that and over the boundary. Yep. And the umpire's got to read his mind and say it was deliberate. It's going to cost a game sooner or later. And in a situation like that, he's, he's got to do everything he can to not make it go out. But if that guy holds onto the ball, he'll get done for holding well, the ball. Well, that's exactly and right. And there's just no... Common sense has to run. There's no conceivable reason an attacking forward in that situation with seconds to go one goal... Five down, points down. Yeah, I'll, I'll just deliberately throw this oh, no. out. They yeah. don't want it to go out. No, yeah. no. I think there is a case... It's remarkably hard to umpire AFL, but there is a case for if you had a few more guys at the top level who had played a reasonable amount themselves, yeah. you might get a bit less of these ones where you're just going... You've... That makes no sense. Yeah, well, Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge, uh, he thinks the rule and its wording is pretty funny in an old-fashioned kind of way. Have a look. There were definitely ones that weren't paid that were paid last week. Um, so the insufficient intent uh, must... Is it clearer or less clearer? I don't know. I feel like this is... Uh, is this Morecambe and Wise or Faulty Towers? I'm not, I'm not sure. Morecambe and why they were on in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> give, me, give us Seinfeld. Come on, Bebo. Yeah, get up with it. Doesn't, doesn't
have to be Big Bang Theory. Or Big Bang. Cheers. Cheers. I did like Morecambe and Wise. That was very, very good. All right, the Tigers had some great moments, though. None better than this pick-up and round-the-body shot from Dan Butler. This is great. Kel, do you remember this? You were calling the game. Oh, yes. That's neat. That is neat. That is is the hardest pickup you can do there because he's actually jumped into the air, not knowing where it's going to go, but to have the poise to turn around and snap it. Yeah. Good effort. Absolutely, goal, and bang, away it goes. I would have paid that as deliberately out of bounds. (laughs) 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 Coming coming up, Giants hard man Shane Mumford joins us. This week's top five is a survival guide for sports fans and the new sport taking Finland by storm. (laughs) This is an elimination night, potentially. They're down 3-0, trying to do whatever they can to extend their season. There's a turnover, Thompson jumped late, English runs him down from behind. Here's Hayward for three. Yes! Steal by Green, giving it up for Kevin Durant. Utah is going to have to make some open jump shots to beat this Golden State team. Johnson and McKee goes up there and takes it down. Johnson gives it But they feel like he has a very bright future. Oh, what a pass! It's a three. The foundation is in place. This is a Utah team on the rise. Yeah, the NBA championship dream is over for this season for Aussies. Uh, Joe Ingles and Dante Exum, Golden State, too good for Utah Jazz sweeping them. McKell, there were some great scenes we saw there and terrific performance. Dante Exum was great, wasn't he? Yes, it? yes. Best playoff, maybe best performance. Played half an hour and uh, fired down 15 points. So it was good for him. He hasn't played all season. He's had that really nasty knee injury and um, <clears throat> obviously still so young. He's still 21. So Jazz have got to work out whether they keep him and, of course, Joe Ingles, who's outstanding in this playoff uh, mm. Post postseason um, is now a, an unrestricted free agent, Ooh. so it basically means big payday and whether he stays as well. Coaching. But we're down to one Aussie. We're, we're down to one Aussie. Paddy Mills for the Spurs. Yeah, well they had to. They won, but they have to celebrate in Salt Lake City. So I don't think. Good luck uh, with that. <laughs> Happy with that idea. You can have what as many about... wives as you want. There, <laughs> 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 what about this uh, move? Wasn't in this game. Was a couple of games ago from Steph Curry on Rudy Gobert. This is just brilliant. It just turns him inside oh out and back again. <laughs> just beautiful. It's just um, here we go. This is a better so angle here. Moves, so it. I, I, I used to love the Warriors around. because of Andrew yeah. Bogut, but yeah. now that they're just so show offy now that they don't have him. I mean, they're so good. But that's great. Naturally, though, that that move there. Did lead to some hilarious memes. Uh, have a look. This, <laughs> this is, is the actual move, as we saw. And then Where was the Morkman Wise one? <laughs> Shoe deals are massive in the NBA. Well, uh, Lonzo Ball has gone out on his own, uh, releasing a signature shoe before he's even been drafted. Here's what he and his father had to say. With kids, you know, that's 19, can make his own shoe the way he wants it, how he wants it to feel. It's a dream come true for me just because I love shoes 
and just the process behind the whole thing is, is actually pretty cool. We're not even caring about Nike and Adidas and Under Armour. You know what? We're not even competing with them. Cause we better than them. We a step above them. We what you call a premium active wear. Oh. $495 for that premium. Yeah. <laughs> That's his dad, LeVar Ball, yes. who also said Michael Jordan didn't have a shoe before he played because Michael Jordan was no Lonzo Ball. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for helping, Dad. Why don't you put a, a sign on my back that says, kick me? Yeah, no, oh. That family needs some direction, and I would suggest someone like John Tomic, who successfully yep. wrote <laughs> exactly Maybe right. just to have a chat yeah. to him. You could feel the love oh. in the room when Eugenie Bouchard beat Maria Sharapova in the Madrid Open, couldn't you, Kel? It was a tough game. Oh, uh, close. Yes. Not very friendly. Let's put it this way, the Shriekometer was wound up to full blast because the motivation on both sides of the net, and here they come together. This is Jenny Bouchard's best win in three years. It was purely um, fueled by motivation. There is eye contact. Maria says well played. Jenny says nothing, but it is... So very, very icy. She was very, very happy, obviously, Jeannie, for that. And here's what she had to say after the match. I was actually quite inspired before the match because um, I had a lot of players coming up to me privately, wishing me good luck, uh, players I don't normally speak to, and getting a lot of texts from people in the tennis world, um, which showed me that, that most people have my opinion and they were just maybe scared to speak out. Um, but privately... You know, I've, I've gotten a lot of support, so I was inspired and, and motivated to play. Who are the people she doesn't normally speak to? She's a bit uppity herself, isn't yeah. she? Oh. She's a bit overrated, Bouchard, isn't she? Ouch. Isn't that great for women's tennis, though, Kel? So Just that icy, yeah. vicious rivalry with Serena disappearing... Yep. Having a bub, I mean, yep. that's just what it it's means. It's all happening it... in women's tennis at the moment, and Azarenka's just had a baby, so she's about to come back, so it's all over the shop at the minute, but, yeah... Alexander oh, uh, Zverev has won the BMW Open in Munich, for which he picked up a new car, as long as he agreed to slip into some Lederhosen on court. So you wrecked uh, the screen. I love this. They so yeah. put the modesty screen around him, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, the, they're poking over the head. The over magic Ponzatino no. does his work. Come on! Yay! Unfortunately, he was put down afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nurse the screen. <laughs> in news that is uh, particularly good for us. John Daly is back, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the big fella has won his first title in 13 years playing at a Champions Tour event in Texas. This is just great pictures, isn't it? What a win for every fat, unmotivated dad on the couch right now. <laughs> well, the great, great win. The real turning point for John was about a week ago, mm -hmm. um, Paul Ruse came out and labelled him a hopeless pisshead. <laughs> <laughs> that just put the fire. Put the fire on a long drive. Apparently, Buff had a bit of a chat to him. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we, I knew he was in top form a little while ago because really? this is genuine. This is watching his preparation. This is just last week. He's got the cigarette in the mouth and oh. hitting it off the beer can. Oh, oh it's gone. I'm spilling it. Oh. <laughs> and the smoke out. Down she goes. Bring it down. Kermit the Frog's let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy being green. <laughs> Another winless weekend for the Aussie teams in the Super Rugby competition. It just doesn't get any better, does it, Crash? Oh, Tone. I mean, our record against New Zealand teams is now 0-17 for the Super Rugby. There's talk of the Melbourne Rebels taking the ARU to court, of a massive summit to sort everything out. It's a complete mess. 
never has Australia needed a winning Wallabies team more. They've just got to come up with something this winter. To, just to, to almost... It won't solve the problems of, of the super competition, but if they can somehow conjure up something, surprise us all. I, I think that could be some sort of tonic. But it is a mess on every level. But Players are leaving, you know, franchises, yeah. employees are leaving. Yeah, I heard they? there were about five employees at the Melbourne Rebels in the last couple of weeks that have jumped ship. So they're Coach all... Coach Captain, who are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're, all, I mean, they're all jumping from a sinking ship, aren't yeah, they? It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, but the great thing is with Australian rugby, come a week before the bled is low... You'll still, they'll, they'll be playing that footage of Phil Kern scoring that bloody try in Eden Park yeah. in 1912. So, oh, we can do it! I suddenly believe it's good. All right, we, like, we need luck. Uh, like this try in American rugby. This is terrific. You put the kick through, uh, the snow at the background, boink! Off there, straight hey. off the crossbar. And That's a over. set play, Tony. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It takes a lot of skill, as you know, uh, to hit that. And there he goes. And a try. Luck is what Australia... That was right. Like Lou Richards, one of his lines like that, he said, I thread a gap so narrow, the ball got wedged between the posts. <laughs> <laughs> this next clip is not funny. Uh, in fact, it's slightly hurty. Uh, the best seats in the house aren't always the best seats in the house, especially when the bat goes... Uh, yeah, just... Swings into the crowd, and as you can see, uh, this poor woman didn't quite get out of the way. She's okay, Kel, it's not too bad, but it is a little Oh, she's okay. Are you sure? She was wearing that before she arrived. She came back a few minutes later and took a penalty for sitting in. That's Wilkinson's mother. Too many times we've seen. Look, well, we have concern for her. We've seen spectators hurting themselves at sporting events. So this week we've come up with our top five safety tips for fans. Brought to you by Kia. Number five, look, this one's fairly basic. You've got to keep your eye on the game and, and the ball, probably. Oh! oh that is a bump on the head. Yeah, that is Jeez. a bump on the head. Uh, and again, look, just watch. Watch. No. Oh! oh. Through, the, through the gap. And, oh! Yeah. I haven't seen enough of that one. Uh, the glasses oh, really weren't working. Yeah. So. Uh, number four. Good defense. Bitch, be sure of your footing. Oh! Especially oh, on the hill climb. Our <laughs> <laughs> just in an embankment watching the goal. Oh. <laughs> oh. Can we get a closer look? Yeah, thank you. Oh, no. There you are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Obviously, through alcohol always, oh, no. always leads to trouble. Oh. <laughs> Just for your own safety. Look at the guy in the background. <laughs> He's really full. That's a great ball. <laughs> and look, it's not even just the... Oh! oh no! That. Number two, look, be careful going for the glory of the catch. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh. I fence that one too. This is right on top of the bonds there. Beautiful. And this is very famous footage. You might have seen it before. Oh, he saved it! He saved Didn't get the ball, but still. The most dangerous place behind the post. Just a warning behind the post. Nothing she could do, Kel. This girl could have looked. Oh, no, no! <laughs> and another another man in glasses is the arrow just for your side. Oh! oh. oh. Gee, now that I've seen oh, them oh, again, they're oh, quite oh, oh, oh. I can see again. I can 
<laughs> Did we show that last one 15 times? Uh, <laughs> Did anyone survive any of that? They're all good. They're all OK. Well, I don't know what the safety tips, though, are, Tony. You just show people getting hit in the head. Don't go to sport. <laughs> yeah, 143 third Kentucky Derby was run at the weekend. Sloppy conditions. Didn't really affect this horse. He didn't have time to get into it. Look at the back. What's this horse doing here? Uh, uh, Crash, you love well, that. Look, yeah. Look, the technical term is pig rooting. Oh, right. right. No, but I've got to say this. <laughs> no, no, that's a true term. Yeah. I've never actually seen a pig do it, though. No, so, I don't should, know why. So oh, you should uh, break the horse in for normally... Uh, <laughs> you OK, Kel? No, that's a racing term. So you just... Kel laughed at me when I said women back grey horses the other day, and, and that's a correct racing term. Uh, yeah. But the horse's saddle was too tight and it pinched on the horse and the horse reacted badly and started... Yeah, twenty-five thousand bucks it is entry fee into the Kentucky Derby. If you if you own that horse, you'd be a bit chattered <laughs> if it started like that. Although they've been on television in Australia now. Yeah. Can I show you the latest sporting craze in Finland? It's called hobby horsing. Thousands of Finnish girls are competing at major events <laughs> around the country because Kel they couldn't get a pony. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spence, it's better than buying a real one for your teenage daughter. I'm going to get my girls into this very quickly. Yeah. They even do they do dressage. Dressage. They do all of the events. It's terrific. You know, Tony, I've never really been good at any sports, but yeah. I reckon I could give that one a crack. Really? Yeah. Can we go out and film you doing that? Because that would be sure. gold. All right, coming up, our special guest, one of the giant standout performers of 2017, Shane Mumford, joins us right here. Have seen your football again. Big Mummy's got another one. Oh, the big mama fight. By Gollinger. He's back. Oh, Big Mummy. Yeah, surely an all Australian Ruckman spot is his this year. He is the Giants, Giant Shane Mumford. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. Are you disappointed we didn't show more of your goal-kicking prowess? In the, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard to find a, a goal worth showing when I've only kicked probably 40 for my career. So. Have you got siblings, Mummy? Is that why you throw your body around so much? Have you got any brothers that you grew up in the backyard doing that with? Or? No, I was always dying for a younger brother. But, yeah. um, no, I've got the two younger sisters, so I, I didn't beat them up too much. <laughs> you um, just love that 50-50 ball, though, don't you? you? When you see it coming... You lick your lips, don't you? Yeah, the eyes light up. <laughs> <laughs> do they, the opposition teams, are they now kind of they aware of you on the, on the way? I mean, is the pounding of the earth as you head towards them? <laughs> are there other players, you know, he's behind you! They, you know, they're helping each other out. This is enormous. You do like the contact. Um, yeah, well, that one, he just, he had no idea I was coming. As soon as the, the handball went over the top, um, yeah, I went forward and went forward with speed. He's probably lucky I did slow up for the last couple of steps, though. There. He had no idea. I'm pretty sure he doesn't remember it either. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, Mummy, there is an art to it, though, these days, isn't it? Because you can't go in and bump now. You've got you to put your arms around them or else you're going to get done for too high. Well, and then you've got to be careful, too, now with the, uh, the sling tackle as yep. well. It's, um, you've really got to be careful with the way you actually go about it. I was probably close on the, the weekend, but it was more just because I'd, I'd fallen on him and, and my weight going down through him was uh, what did the damage rather than an actual sling. But you talk about the, the, the ground moving. Back in your pre-Geelong days, before you <laughs> came to the AFL, you actually tipped the scales at 140 kilos and, and, and yeah. held a few records for sausages consumed <laughs> at Club Barbies back in the bush footy. Isn't it great how the mayo just goes on stories? <laughs> <and> the <laughs> 
I think it's up to about 50 sausages now. It's like David Byrne on the flight to London. What was it, Mummy? What happened? I was 130. Right. And there was once upon a time that I did eat a whole lot of sausages at a friend's barbecue. It was would have been mid-20s. Was this at the Bunyip Bulldogs? This was when went back when I was at Bunyip. Why aren't they called the Bunyip Bunyips? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Probably a little bit confusing for people. When you rock up to Bunnings car parks, are they shut down? <laughs> oh, they know they're in for a good day. <laughs> You're an intimidating sort of player. Has anyone ever really scared you? Have you taken a feeling of someone thought, this actually, this guy, I'm nervous, I'm a bit scared? Uh, I reckon Barry Hall, early days in my career, you sort of you looked at him as this big, strong, um, aggressive guy, so you'd sort of try and avoid him as much as possible. What about the Paul Ruse argument earlier that... Swans had to lighten their list to fit in Buddy. Well, you were a product of that, weren't you? You were the first guy to leave, really. So do you see what he's getting at? Um, oh, yeah, I've got no, no real idea on that. Um, obviously, yeah, when you're paying someone that sort of money, you are going to lose a little bit of your depth, um, depth there. And obviously, I was one of the few that, that had to go. But at the time, my body probably wasn't in as, as great a shape as what it is now. And um, I guess the Swans, yeah, didn't see the benefit in keeping me there. So you lost on Friday night, and it feels like in the last 24, 48 hours the, the Melbourne media's sort of jumped on the Giants' back a little bit, and there's been a bit of criticism about um, some pictures that we've seen of the, the players um, bickering and arguing amongst <laughs> themselves. I don't know whether you've seen it or a point's I, been I, made. I, I Here we go, Phil Davis, the, your co-captain number one, going yeah. up to Rory Lobb. And then, I'm not uh, sure how true this story is. I've been told that apparently one of the boys went up to Phil and told him that Lobby had been hitting on his missus. Um, <laughs> I think if you do the lip reading, you probably see it. What if you go near it? That's your version of damage control. I'm not it is interesting. I mean, a, a loss on the weekend and, and, and an interesting thing. The guys from Sportsbet, you know, your, your skill, your team on the field is amazing. You do know that some people think it's a bit artificial, it's been a bit created. You played at the Swans in Geelong that had massive crowd support. Sportsbet tweeted on the weekend, well, just as well for uh, GWS fans... None of them were there to see it. <laughs> is it is it your interaction with the fans? Is is it substantially different at a smaller club with a much smaller fan base than a couple of the clubs you've been at? Um, yeah, early days, I'd say definitely. Um, but now, oh, with the amount of work that the AFL um, and the Giants are doing out in the communities in Western Sydney, and that um, you can see the amount of kids that are really wanting to play the game. Like you go out to schools now, and there's kids come running up. Whereas when I was, first got to the Swans, there was none of that. You sort of went out to schools and they were like, oh, where's the rugby players? Mm. Um, but now, because of the, the AFL and, and both the Swans and the Giants doing such work out in the community now, um, you see the, the kids' faces light up. So the, I have no doubt that our crowds will definitely continue to grow more and more as these mm. kids get older and they drag their parents along to our games. So it's exciting. One of the real reasons we got you on is we want a bit of women's tennis gossip because many people <laughs> don't know, but your sister-in-law is Joanna Conta, who plays uh, not for Australia, for, for Great Britain, but um, obviously uh, she's about the world number six at the moment, one of the favourites for the French Open. Um, do you take an interest in women's tennis? Do you uh, speak I, to her and get I the goss on Maria and Serena and what's happening? <laughs> or? I didn't take any interest at all. Um, it's more when she's playing in Australia that, that I sort of follow it. Um, otherwise, I've just got to rely on what my wife says to me as to where she is and what she's doing uh, because, obviously, she's in any part of the world on any given day. Did you want to put a bit of a hip and shoulder into Ilya Nastasi after what he did, obviously, during that, uh, the Fed Cup? I've got some vision here. He was incredibly hideous to the team. 
Um, yeah, I did. I heard. Uh, yeah, it wasn't so much even him. I think it was a few comments from people in the crowd about some pretty, yeah, really harsh things. Like, um, yeah, obviously I won't won't say it on here, but um, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if a six foot five, one hundred and seventy yeah. kilo monster just came out and just flattened yeah, it on the stage? Exactly. That's where you can bring the sling tackle back <laughs> <laughs> on the clay surface. Do you have uh, any idea how the deliberately out of bounds rule works? <laughs> I think it varies week to week. Um, it is a tough one for the umpires. Um, I can see what they're trying to do, but um, I think there still is a, a bit of confusion around that. What about have you watched Morecambe and Wise as the other umpire? <laughs> 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 what, what about the ruck rules? Because there's been change around that and the no third man up. What, what's your view on uh, that? Helped I've, you or hindered? I've, or? I've, I've loved it. Um, obviously not having that third man up. Um, I know teams used to use it to target ruckmen to, to jump into them and... Not having that now, obviously, you're not pulling up as sore after the game because you're not copping two or three knees in the back of the ribs and, and things like that. And obviously, it gives us Ruckman more of a chance to go one-on-one against one another. What about sledging, Mummy? You, you, you're very well known for your sledging and you do like to get stuck into your old Sydney teammates and that every now and then. But what's the best one that you've ever received or heard out in the footy field? Is there one that sticks out in your mind? See, I don't, don't remember I, these. No, I generally don't. I don't listen to it. Yes. Um, I know Shorey throws a, a pretty sure? decent sledge, but yeah. um, I, can't, I can't think of any on the spot. Sorry, okay, no worries. And <laughs> j- j- just finally, I know you've spent your what fourth year there, and it's been a great move uh, for you. But just for Adam and, and my benefit, we just want to show you the 2012 Grand Final. Mm. A little bit of uh, you with the swans <laughs> oh, there, you know. It's, it's a door that's always <laughs> open, mummy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> still carrying that red vest there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got rid of that pretty quick yeah. after. <laughs> A champion then and a champion now. Thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you, Shane Mumford. And a reminder, of course, the Giants play Collingwood on Saturday and they're back at Spotless Stadium. Get along. Coming up, our champ of the week. All right, look, I want to ask this as much of the panel as of you. Watch this. Uh, tell me if you think it's in the spirit of the game. And this is the Alabama softball. Look, she's hit it out of the ground. Away she goes. She comes in to the uh, arms of her teammates. She's actually, as you look closer, she's missed the home base, home plate. She comes back to get there. Tagged. Tagged. And she's out. They lose the game. They lose... The, that's not in the spirit of the game. That's pretty fair enough. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, if you don't like that, go and play AFL. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's called softball, guys. For our champ <laughs> of the week. <laughs> no competition, really. Sydney FC. Uh, look, I've had a season that screams champion. Marius Milos Nikovic doing the job. Uh, runaway oh, premiership what? winners with records all over the shop. Graham Idol's men obviously put it all on the line that grand final. Did the job against Melbourne victory. It was sensational. So I said, came down to that penalty shootout. There's the crowd going wild. Danny Vukovic was sensational saving. He said, great story there. Great stories abound. Well done to our champs of the week. Sally, that's where we have to leave you. Thank you so much. And with that, Mr Speaker, I commend the bill to the House. <laughs> oh. See you next week. This has been a production of Fox Sports.